0: We're glad you're here with us today on the Christian Ministries Church podcast. We pray God's Word speaks to your heart today as Pastor Chapman Laxton shares the Word with us. Um, tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and, and just jump right into it. Tonight, we are going to be talking about, in our Names of God series, um, the name Jehovah-Rohi. Jehovah-Rohi. Um, and, and this translates to the Lord, my shepherd, or God, our shepherd. Okay, so the Lord, my shepherd, or the Lord is my shepherd, and God, our shepherd. And uh, this this is a this is one of those timeless pictures of God that a lot of people have in 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 growing up and different songs. And we think about the shepherd, and we think about the sheep. And, and I don't want that to, to be lost tonight. But I'm going to kind of give you a line that I'm going to say again at the end of my sermon tonight, which is this. No matter how many times we hear it, or no, how, no, no matter how few times we hear it, it doesn't take away that the Lord, our shepherd, is a big, should be a big deal to us. The Lord being our shepherd should be a huge deal to us, and, and we can't ever ex- escape this, and this should never lose the power that it should hold in our lives, but... Um, all that being said, I want to touch on the word rohi, and it comes from a Hebrew root word, uh, ra, and that's r a a h. But, but this word means to feed, and, uh, and this comes to mean a, a feeding that happens between someone taking care of their cattle or their, their livestock. So, so rohi literally means to tend or to feed. Okay, so when we're talking about Jehovah-Rohi, we're talking about the, the Lord who sustains us, the, the, our shepherd. He takes care of all of our needs. And, and we're going to dive into um, what, what makes a good shepherd. But, but when God is identified this way, I, I love it because it's a, we've discussed this already, but to bring this point up again, when we're talking about the names of God, each individual name, yes, it's important that we see that name on its own and the characteristics that it has outright, but a lot of the other characteristics, we, we, we see those coming into play when we're talking about God as our shepherd. You know, you, to me, I can't think about Jehovah-Rohi and not think about Adonai, the master, and Jireh, Jehovah-Jireh, our provider married beautifully in this name of Jehovah-Rohi, when I think about, and, and that has to paint a picture in our mind when we're discussing how God is choosing to identify himself as, because we can think, the Lord our shepherd, oh great, so he sees us as cattle, oh wow, that's just so, and here's the deal, sometimes we act like cattle. <laughs> But, but the way that God is intending us to, to view this name of his is through that same, that same understanding of he's a good shepherd. He's, as a matter of fact, he's, he's the best shepherd. So, so when, we're, when, we're, when we're studying this name tonight, we've got to go with the connotation of this is a good thing for us. This is a positive thing for us. And if, as a side note, we need to be reminded of the separation between us and God. Just in case if we need to be reminded, sometimes it's good to know you're not not the master. You're not the provider. The way God views our relationship, shepherd, sheep. And that's that's an important context we've got to have as well. But with all that being said, um, the, the first passage of Scripture where this is found, is again just another timeless scripture that that I'm sure a lot of us have read, have had read to us, but it's in Psalms 23. And uh, just a beautiful passage. We're actually going to read the whole thing. It's six verses long. We're going to read this whole thing. Uh, And it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. If you're taking notes, write this down. When the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. point blank when the Lord is the shepherd of your life the amount of lack that you have is none every need everything the protection the guidance the comfort the care you are not in lack for anything contrary of what you might see beyond the fence oh I gotta we gotta be careful okay we gotta keep reading because I'm gonna preach my whole thing here out of order He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. God is our shepherd. And if you need any better of a a picture of how God viewed this thing to go, you you need to take a good hard look at Psalm 23 again. The way that David writes that out The way that God intended us to view him as as the shepherd was to be viewed first and foremost through Psalm 23. This is a loving, caring, good shepherd. And he he is the good shepherd, he's not a bad shepherd. There are characteristics to his ability to shepherd us that separate him from anything else that we might try to follow after or might try to put in that place or a person we may try to put in that place. He's like no other. See, when you think about the characteristics of a good shepherd, a good shepherd endures the cold, the heat, the sleeplessness, the weariness, and the danger to secure and care and feed his sheep that's what makes a good shepherd and that's our god psalm 121 verses 3 through 8 he protects us it says he will not let your foot slip he who watches over you will not slumber I think about every bank robbery movie ever since I was a kid. And now, it, what, what does it always fall into? The, the whole job working out for one of the guards. <laughs> some, some lazy, incoherent guy that, if you think about it, the whole movie would be ruined. If that guy was just awake. God is not letting things happen to you because he's asleep. The, the, the shepherd who's guarding us is very capable. Good. He doesn't sleep and he doesn't slumber. Look, it, goes over, it goes on to say, Indeed, he who watches over you will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is the shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and now and forever. The Lord protects us. There's protection in the, in, the, in the Lord as our shepherd. When the Lord is your shepherd, you're guarded. You're, you're good. There's protection underneath the careful watch of the Lord. When you're doing things in the place where the Lord has said, this is guarded and protected sheep. And I'm saying this as a sheep. Sheep, we're, we're, we're good. If we allow the Lord to be our shepherd, He will protect us. Another attribute of a good shepherd is that He feeds His sheep. He feeds His sheep. Ezekiel 34, verses 14 through 15, says, I will tend them in good pasture. Our shepherd takes us to good pasture pastures where he's trying to lead us to is good eating. We don't have to worry about eating that crabgrass or whatever the stuff that grows on the side of my hill, that I can't get the good stuff growing. That's not what he's trying to feed us. He wants to take us to good pastures, good pasture land. And the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. They will lie down in good grazing land and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I love how this ends. It says, I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Lord. God's not trying to pawn us off to anybody else but himself. God takes the responsibility to, to make sure that we are fed. Even when in the church we have, we have under shepherds, pastors, spiritual leaders, spiritual guides... The whole point is that is God, the Holy Spirit, working through those people to provide for us good eating. I mean, y'all, y'all know how it is when you get a good word and you're like, that's really good. I think I'm going to chew on that again. See, there's never a time whenever I go out to eat and something's good and I take one bite of it, I go, hmm, I'm done. <laughs> Clearly you know what I want? I want another bite of that. I want want another taste of that. I want to have that again. And what the the great thing is, is that unlike some of our bank accounts, our supply may run out, but God's doesn't ever run out. God's supply, whenever he feeds us, he's going, here, here's some more. Here's some more. Here's some more. How How much can you handle at a time? How, how, how prepared, how big is the plate you brought in? Because our shepherd, our Jehovah-Rohi, he's prepared to feed us and then feed us and then feed us. He's not going, golly, these sheep sure eat a lot. Let me take them down here to the piddly stuff and they can. That's not God's vision for his sheep. God's vision for his sheep is we're going to eat the good stuff. And, and don't get me wrong, there are times where we have to what is it chew, chew the sticks and spit them out and eat. That's not what God just intends for you to live your whole life eating on. God wants you to have the good stuff. And then the last part, what a good shepherd does is that he seeks the ones that go astray. God has a heart for the sheep, even the sheep that go astray. Ezekiel 34 verse 16 says, I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and I will strengthen the weak. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, God, I don't want to go deal with this. But there's a pushing of me to certain people sometimes Because God is opening my eyes to, I have a heart for them. They are my sheep. This is God's heart, and and what we sometimes get into the nature of is forgetting that once upon a time we were lost, we were astray. We were in need of comfort. We were in need of binding up. We were walking around in the pasture with the limp. And God didn't pawn that off. God didn't say, oh, you stupid sheep, you ignorant sheep. Uh, You know what? I'm done. I got 99 more. What's one? No, God very purposefully set out for each of us individually to bring us into the flock, to bring us back to the good What are you doing? Wandering out there? There ain't nothing good for you to eat out there. Come back into the flock. Come back into the good pasture. That's Jehovah Rohi. See, the job of the shepherd is to protect and provide. The the good shepherd isn't saying, well, they're just a bunch of farm animals and they're just here for my pleasure. That's not how the good shepherd thinks. When they're hungry, when they're hurt, the good shepherd goes out and takes care of them. That's the job of the shepherd. You know what the job of the flock is? Just be around. Just, just be around. We, we, got, we, got a pretty, we got a pretty good deal in this, the way the Lord's laying this out for us. Just be around. Just abide. Just stay long enough eating the good food long enough, and you're going to see, you're going to see your life start doing this. You stay in and you chew that good food long enough. You stay in the pasture of the good shepherd long enough. You let jehovah Rohe lead you long enough and you're going to start seeing, boy, I know that was a walk because I had wandered so far, but man, I'm sure glad I've made it to where I am right now. Boy, that was a journey to get here good shepherd but boy boy am i glad i'm so thankful that whenever i heard the master calling i heeded and i came and now i see this is his intent for us and and here's here's the best part of this whole thing of what we what we've been reading jesus is the fulfillment of what Jehovah-Rohi in the Old Testament was talked about. Jesus fulfills all of this for us. Matthew 18, verse 12 through 13. What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the 99 on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. See our good shepherd this is how he thinks this is how he operates this is Jesus Christ he says to us in first peter to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us in, in matthew 11 he says come all come to me all you who are weary and heavy burden and i will give you rest he seeks out the lost And he tries to save them. Luke 19 says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That was why the Son of Man came. That's why Jehovah-Rohi, fulfilled in Jesus Christ, came actually. Was to seek us and to save the lost. When we're talking about Jehovah-Rohi, We've got to be able to get to this place. I know we've heard God the shepherd, Jesus the shepherd, the sheep and the shepherd. and We can't ever lose the importance of what this name of God represents for us. Because it's because of this, because he's a good shepherd, we're able to live and to do and to be everything else that he's called us to be. It's all because of a good shepherd. It's all because of a good shepherd. It didn't just happen because of coincidence. Your marriage isn't better because you just fell up. Your business isn't better because you just, whoops, wisdom. Your relationship with people didn't just get better because, oh, well, just thought I'd try something a little different now. and No, it's because of Jehovah-Rohi. You've been led to a good pasture long enough that you've decided, I'm going to live out what I've been chewing on. Jehovah-Rohi. Jehovah-Rohi. We have to see that there is a clear separation between the way the Lord seeks to shepherd us and the way the world tries to tell us what makes a good shepherd. And, And in John 10, Jesus is just dressing down the Pharisees. Because the way they've been leading as the shepherds has been a poor job. And we've got people thinking wrong. We've got got people thinking incorrectly about the church. We've got people thinking incorrectly about who God is. And that's not what the good shepherd does. And so in John 10 verse 11, Jesus starts. He says, I am the good shepherd. Here's why I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and run away. If we're not careful, we'll fall into that hired hand thinking. When stuff starts getting hard, when stuff starts becoming... Don't get me wrong, God's still the shepherd, but there's just a big difference between someone who sees ownership in what they're doing And someone who, this is just my part-time job. Thank goodness Jesus didn't see us as a part-time deal. Let's keep reading. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. And I must bring them in also, for they too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Our good shepherd, the shepherd that loved us so much, laid down his life in service to his sheep. The love that the shepherd has, Jehovah-Rohi has for us, he doesn't treat us like property. I mean, I know a lot of farmers. There's a lot of farmers in this place. And while there's there's a respect for your animal and a, and a, and a discipline to treat your animal a certain way because you're wise enough to see it you're not going to go out there and go lay down your life for your animal but there's a deeper part of the lord being our shepherd that he's trying to show us i lay down my i, lo, I love what i do so much that i lay my life down for my sheep you got to understand it's it's deeper it's deeper, but he's the good shepherd. He's the ultimate shepherd. John 13, verse 5. says, After that he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Jesus didn't just lay down his life for us for no reason. Jesus came not to be served, but to serve. And when the shepherd lays down his life for the sheep, what it does for the sheep is it elevates the sheep. There's a there's a there's a price that is elevated over onto those sheep that goes beyond just, you know, some, just a bunch of sheep. But in what we just read, God purified us and he washed us. And he cared for us on a level beyond just master and possession. Just shepherd and livestock. We were his sheep. And he knew the needs of his sheep. He knew our weaknesses. And because he knew what it would take to heal us, to bind us, to strengthen us, to bring us together under one accord. He cleaned us. And then he purified us completely by laying down his life for us. See, he understood the weaknesses of sheep. He knew that sheep require more management. See, they're not as tough as other farm animals. And while the labor that it may take to support them may not be as much in some other areas or any more difficult, more than any animal, sheep respond best to quality time and quality labor. Successful sheep farmers recognize that it's quality time and quality labor. And what Christ did for us was both. It was a quality of time. And it's the quality of his labor that he spent on us. He understood that we're more subject to predators. Domestic sheep, they just, they get killed by a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah, sure, bears, lions, all that stuff. Yeah, that'll that'll kill sheep. But a dog will kill sheep. No, young enough sheep, Bob bobcat will kill a sheep. Small things will take out young sheep. That's why he needs a good shepherd. He understood that sheep require a better, tighter fence. Just need a different fencing for a sheep. In order for us to thrive... We would need a certain kind of box for us to stay in in order for us to be... Because we're just prone to wander. We're just prone to wander. All cattle are, but sheep are just prone to wander. But he understood that the greatest weakness that sheep have is that without a flock and without a shepherd, they're hopeless. Without a flock... And without a shepherd, sheep are hopeless. I don't have a chance. They're not built to be by themselves. And they're not built to not have something take care of them. It's not what they're made for. They, they're, they're not built for that. They don't, they don't prosper. Sheep need the supervision of the shepherd to be all that they can be. To be as healthy as they can be. To be as safe as they can be. They need the supervision of the shepherd. And that's why Jesus Christ did what he did for us. His sheep. See if Jehovah-Rohi is our shepherd. Then what we're saying is we're going to be his sheep. That's how the Bible describes us. And we're... To see that we do not belong to ourselves. Know that the Lord, He is God, is what the Bible says. He is Jehovah-Rohi. He's the shepherd. He's in charge. He's leading us. He's tending us. He's guiding us. It's the Lord that made us successful, not ourselves. The the best part of us, the, the best... Most successful parts, the giftings, the talents, the, those things came and we cultivated them in wisdom through what we heard and what we received. Or do we not know that it's not good for man to live on bread alone? It's not, that's not the food that God's talking about. That's not the tending that God's talking about. That's not the care that God's talking about. He's talking about His Word. He's talking about the written Word. And he's talking about what we're understanding as we're together, a part of the flock, and your testimony is building my testimony. And over here, we've got a story of what's happening back here, and it's making its way over here. And together, as the strength of the flock is growing, we're all just—we all just feel stronger and stronger, and we go—we go deeper and deeper. It's that cultivation and that understanding of. Jehovah Rohi. When the flock is strong, the sheep are strong. When the flock is weak, the sheep are weak. We need to be his flock. I love what it says in Psalms. It says, We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. What I want to ask you tonight is, because this is, a, this is a really encouraging message. What I want to ask you tonight is, are, do you consider yourself to be a sheep of his, of his pasture? Or are you treating the pasture that God has for you like a drive-thru? And trying to grab a bite on your way out to... I mean, how many of you have ever drove by a farm? And the animal's sticking his neck out through the barbed wire... Grass all around. Good grass. Same color grass. Same height of grass. And they're trying to eat what has been provided. We get so we get our we get our eyes set on what's on the other side of the fence and we go, Oh, none of that's over here. What are you talking about? It's the same grass. But because we get that mentality of, oh, what's out there? I want to go out there. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things about anybody in here who's ever owned livestock. It's the hardest thing. When the fences are down, we don't get to, well, we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. We won't have anything left. Because they're, they're out of there. And it's like they can smell it. I don't know. But they're out of there. When we let our fences down, and we let that guard it's not and we, we don't get this either. We see that as keeping us in. We don't get what it does by keeping everything else out. We make it all about oh, it's just keep this all this Christian stuff is just keeping me pinned up and I just want to get out there and roam and run. You don't even know what's out there. And some of us that are old enough, we've we've gone out there beyond the fences. And that's when we come back all hobbled up and we need the shepherd to come bind us back up. We've got to get to that place, Jehovah-Rohi. 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 He takes care of us. He treats us good. So what does this mean for us today? Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. We've got to let the good shepherd do what he intended to do for us. We can't be like Peter. We can't. We you don't need to do that for me. I'm. I'm. No, you don't understand. This is the whole reason I came. Is to bring you back from being lost, and then to keep you found. That's what Christ did. He came to bring us back from being lost, and then he keeps us found. And then what we learn to do is we learn to, we learn to stay. We learn to stay. We learn to stay. We learn to stay. As enticing as everything else looks like, boy, let me tell you, when Jehovah He's leading my life, it's still waters. It's peaceful pastures. I lie down in safety. His rod and his staff, boy, let me tell you what, they, what I learn over time. They're a comfort to me. Because the same rod and the same staff that disciplines me is the same rod and the same staff that he turns on everything that tries to come against me. And just like how David killed the bear, killed the lion, that's the same rod that God's using to protect us. So in closing, when we follow our shepherd, Jehovah-Rohi, we will be able to say with King David, my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Jesus, the good shepherd, left heaven to come looking for lost sheep. And no matter how often or how little we hear that, that's always a big deal. It's always a big deal. And if we wander away, in time, He'll come searching for us. And if we let Him, He'll lead us right back. And He'll lead us right back. But only if we let Him. We've got to keep Jehovah-Rohi where He's supposed to be. And if we follow Him, Jesus will transform our life to be more like Him. And the last passage of Scripture I want to give you tonight, Hebrews thirteen twenty and 21, says, Now may the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus. That great shepherd of the sheep equip you with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church where it's more than a church, it's family.